There's an update from Texas on the younger sexual transition child case. And I think we need to make sure this never happens again. We are looking forward to the John Durham report, but we still are going to have to wait a little bit longer. The reason why is good news for the Trump administration. A sex scandal is rocking Congress, and I think my reaction is probably going to surprise you a little bit. And away we go with cancel culture as cancel culture targets Halloween. I just finished a great book. I'm hoping to actually get a chance to talk about it. But if not, if I go over the Dave rule, we'll just skip it until next podcast. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I've got some good news. We're not completely insane in this country. And this is great news, I think. We need to be very careful with this, and I'll explain why at the end of this. But Jeffrey Younger will have joint conservativeship over his son, and will be able to will have a say over his son's uh, all his son's medical procedures, including gender transition, which basically means chemical castration of his son will not happen at least for a year. We talked about this on Wednesday. I'll give a quick review of it. Um, and on Wednesday, we really thought he was going to lose the case. It sounded like he was going to lose the case. Here's the kicker. I'm not completely 100% sure he has not lost the case. Essentially what happened is a boy, a little boy, with his parents, the parents got divorced. The female is a pediatrician. Uh, the guy whose name is Younger is not exactly the most honest individual in the world, and I'm sure you're not hearing a lot about that. But he, um, he and his wife had a child had a, a twins and his wife whose name is Georgulus Gorgulus Gorgulus whatever her name is um, uh, decided that they were going to split up they got a divorce the divorce is very contentious and one of the things is with the custody of the kid well moms has decided that the kid is a Girl, I don't, we don't know everything. We know only what the kid has said. And I think I actually played some of the video, but it sounds like she wanted a girl. And she, a pediatrician, has decided to pose this kid in dresses. She forces the kid to wear dresses. She forces the kid to wear makeup and uh, nail polish. It's just freaking weird. Well, she's decided, well, you know what? It's time for a gender transition which means hormone therapy. Essentially, hormone therapy is chemical castration. This kid's life is really over at this point. The kid is a transgender. He's not a boy anymore. Well, he's a boy, but he will lose, all, he will lose a lot of function. It's a very dangerous procedure. Uh, Younger, James Jeffrey Younger, has decided to sue his wife, and uh, he won today. Judge Kim Cooks ruled the parents will have joint conservatorship over James, which, by the way, is the kid's name. I probably shouldn't have included it, but I'm reading it, which includes making joint medical decisions for the child. Thank freaking God. I swear to you, I, I was actually quite happy to hear this. I, I really was. 
I thought it was just what was happening was absolutely was absolutely terrible. Now that's the good news. Okay, so right now there can be no gender, uh, there can be no transition therapy or hormone therapy or chemical castration is what I'd rather call it, call it because that's what it is. There cannot be that none of that can happen for a year. Here's where things get kind of interesting. Um, Cooks also placed a gag order on Younger. Not Jorgolis. Not Jorgolis. Only on Younger. Jorgolis has her kid on her website, and she's a pediatrician, so she's got a pediatric website, with the kid in a dress. Now, she actually did pull that, that picture. She did pull that picture. Great. It's fine. But why wouldn't she place a gag order on uh, Jajorlis. With Younger, he can't go on any more podcasts. He can't get anything on television. He can't release any more home videos. He can't release any pictures on social media or updates on social media. And he must take down his Save James website. All this stuff that he's done is actually stop this absolute travesty of justice, this absolute hate for children injustice, this legalized child abuse. This bothers me. At first it didn't, but then I thought about, uh, wait a minute. Um, I've never heard of a judge saying a gag order goes one way. It gets better. Conservative media who were trying to cover the verdict were kicked out of the courtroom during the reading of the verdict. The Daily Mail, LifeSite News, and the Texan were removed. But the judge did allow CBS, NBC, and ABC to stay in the courtroom. Needless to say, those press outlets are partisan. Just like um, Daily Mail, LifeSite News, and the Texan lean one way, NBC, ABC, and, and CBS lean another, lean the other way. Why didn't they kick them out? I, at first, that didn't bother me because the Daily Mail, especially, is and LifeSite News, who's kidding who, extremely partisan, but so are ABC, NBC, and CBS. Could this be part of a plan? Is this order permanent or is this a temporary order? Something to silence younger. Silence the critics of this transgender garbage. Who, by the way, everyone's very vocal about this. Very vocal about this. I can't be sure. I'm not sure if there's a plan here. And I'm really kind of confused. Now, to her point, according to... Uh, the reading, Jorgula's attorneys, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing I just she's not important enough for me to pronounce her name right. I don't give a damn. Was not actually preparing to castrate, chemically castrate her kid. This was not something she was going to do. She was going to wait till between 8 and 11. Um, she actually wanted to social, she wanted the kid to be more socialized to being a girl, and she wanted more psychological a preparation before that kind of transition. But the thing is, she was definitely open to it. And by the way, 
She is socializing her kid. She is forcing her kid to wear dresses when the kid is, when he is with her. And then it gets worse. Apparently, when the kid was trying to pick a name for his girl, he had some name from a cartoon character. He was three. He was embracing a cartoon character. So mom said, no, 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 no. You, you don't know. I'm going to name you Luna. So can I ask you a question? And this question I didn't make up. This question came from Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire. And you should subscribe. Matt Walsh is a god when it comes to some of this stuff. Matt Walsh basically said, you won't even let the kid name himself because he's too young and he make pick stupid names. But you're going to let the kid change his sex at three or five or seven? If he's too stupid to pick his name, why do you think he's much wiser picking his sex? This is disgusting. This is this is child abuse. And I already played the video where he was telling his mom, and you can see the show notes, they're out, telling his mom, uh, telling his father that he's a girl because his mom said so, not because he felt like a girl, and that he liked girls. Well, I like girls too. That doesn't mean I want my I want to cut my nuts off. The whole thing, this whole thing, this whole thing can be resolved. And I'm thinking the Republican Party is going to really have to be forward looking. This kid is not getting chemically castrated. He's not getting chemically castrated. At least not until a point where He's probably going to be so screwed up because of the indoctrination his mother is performing. But he it's not going to happen before he's 14, 16, 18 years old. Because even if they decide to go against the father in a year, this is going to the Supreme Court. There's no question this is going to the Supreme Court. That father is busting his ass to try and protect this kid. Good for him. And by the way, he's no angel. This is not a necessarily a great guy. He lost his divorce hearing for a reason. When I read his divorce papers, yeah, yeah, not a great guy. But I I can't see how this, I, I can't see how this is right in any way. <clears throat> if I lie to you about something, that's fine. You don't have to like me. But destroying a kid's future, I do not see as a real, as a thing. I really don't. Um, the next story is right off the wire today, and that is the grip is beginning to tighten on the DOJ and FBI under Obama. This is going to be interesting. People are beginning to sweat. Uh, John Durham, who is the U.S. attorney involved in the investigation of misconduct by the DOJ and FBI during the 2016 elections, has been has changed the status of his probe to an official criminal inquiry or investigation. That means he's going to be able to issue subpoenas, file charges, and call in grand juries. Oh my God. The deep state is sweating now. Rothenstein, or Rosenstein, Rosenstein, whatever he calls himself, Comey, Brennan, Clapper, McCabe, Strzok, Page, 
These people have got something to worry about now. Now, this Durham guy, who, by the way, worked under Bush, Obama, and uh, and now under Trump, he's a quality guy. No one is questioning him now. When he sits back and he says, okay, we got, someone's going to jail. Someone is going to go to court. It's going to happen. Word has it Inspector uh, General Michael Horowitz, who's also running an investigation, has already completed his report and is planning to uh, release it pretty soon with few redactions. The report should shed light on what uh, Durham is actually looking for. So people believe once you get the report, and according to the world, Horowitz's report is not 418 pages. Horowitz's report is about the size of a phone book, which should make up for some awesome reading coming soon. Oh my God, things are going to get bad. All this happened after uh, a trip to Rome by Durham and Attorney General William Barr. Apparently, after interviewing several Italian security officials, Barr required a secure conference room so that nothing could be recorded, nothing could be leaked, and then they continued the interviews. After that, that's when the criminal inquiry began. Mind you, this, well, no, it's not a rumor anymore. This was a rumor when I actually started writing these show notes. It's not a rumor anymore. It's happened. It's done. It is, they've confirmed that there is a criminal inquiry. So there's things are going to be really, really interesting. Uh, I can't wait for the Horowitz report to come out. And apparently it's due out at any time. Okay, there, the next story, which I don't find disturbing, but I, I need to clarify something. There's a Congress woman named Katie Hill. She's a Democrat from California who is actually in quite a bit of trouble. Hill is a freshman congressman. She was just elected in 2018. She's openly bisexual. That's not a big deal. I mean, okay, whatever. Gay, bisexual, whatever, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. But she's decided to start an affair with one of her staffers. Eventually, Hill's estranged husband joined the pair, creating something called a thruple. Now, I know, this is, we're in a living in a weird world. Men are women, women are men, some women are men and women, some men are women and men, kids are opposite sex. I know we're living in a really strange world, but you might be asking yourself, what's a thruple? A thruple is a relationship between three people. It's actually a long-term relationship between three people. So if I'm with my girlfriend and I decided to hook up with another guy or another gal and we decide, you know what, we like each other, let's live together, let's do whatever we do together, that's a throuple relationship. It's weird. The staffer, who apparently is bisexual, but sounds like she actually is more of a lesbian than bisexual, went with it, they're all good. The ex-husband or the estranged husband, Hill does not particularly care for. But that seemed to work just fine if, uh, it seemed to work just fine if she had another chick in the picture. It was just weird. At first, Hill denied the relationship, 
which she ended when she was elected to Congress. But pictures and text messages that I got to assume were actually released by Hill's staffer after they had broken up um, hit the uh, website Red State. And this started the investigation by the Congressional Ethics Committee. Especially, this became really a big deal when the staffer began to complain about feeling used and thrown away. Uh, that leads the way to sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And through text messages that, um, uh, through text messages, and she really did appear to still love um, Hill. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, I had to really deal with this. I had someone asked me the question, is this a big deal and should this be investigated? The answer is, is this a big deal? No, I really don't give a damn what she does. She wants to get she wants to do the weirdest sexual things out. I, it doesn't matter to me. It's none of my business. I, I really don't care. I don't think the thruple thing is that big of a deal. If she wasn't with a staffer, it would definitely not be a big deal. It would come up. It would make her look really bad. But there's a couple of things. One, she's from California, and that's California. I, I She's an elite in California, and they do really weird things in California. Should she be investigated? The answer is yes. She should be investigated. Here's why. This having a relationship with a staffer is illegal. And it is illegal. It is for Congress. I'm sorry, it's not illegally lawfully. She's not going to go to jail here. But it is illegal in Congress. And there's a reason for that. There are nude pictures of Hill with her partner. Several nude pictures of her with her partner. The reason this needs to be investigated is because she is open to blackmail. This is why when you hear, when I heard that Trump was having an affair with Stormy Daniels, he didn't really admit it, but he never really denied it. I mean, he, he bad thing. These are bad things because it can be used against him later. Okay. When the Democrats were screaming that the Russians could actually use that against him, right? That's a absolute truth. That's why in the military, you do not have affairs because it can be used against you. It's just not a good thing. This is why she needs to be in, investigated by an ethics panel. I don't necessarily think what she did was bad. It's kind of gross, but it's not bad. Okay, that's her thing. Good for her. I mean, whatever. I mean, she was with these people for two years. It wasn't like she was with these people for two years. She went on vacations with these people. She lived with these people. She paid their bills and their mortgage while she was with these people. When she got elected, she left. Okay, not a good thing. She shouldn't have done what she did. She does need to be investigated. And nothing's going to come out. She's not going to get impeached or anything. But she needs to make sure she's not compromised. She can't be, none of this can be used against her. And she may get, she may get um, uh, censured. Big deal. Okay, she gets yelled at by Congress. This is what I find really interesting. Is that 
a Republican from Florida is actually defending her. She's a Democrat from California. I think it's Gates. I, I can't remember his name, but but a Demo a Republican from Florida is saying, you know what? It's not any of us are our business. He's right and he's wrong. She's in a compromising position. I don't think having a relationship... Hey, my girlfriend used to work with me. Now, I wasn't her boss or anything, but that stuff happens. What happens after that or what happens behind closed doors, that's none of our business. But that leads me to the second point. On Wednesday, I discussed LeBron James at the end of the National Anthem walking away and clapping and screaming, let's go, before the National Anthem was complete and conservatives were screaming that uh, uh, he was disrespecting the flag. Okay, listen, what he did was immature, but he wasn't disrespecting the flag. He was excited to start the NBA season. Let's not make something out of nothing. And let's not forget the good things he did. I mean, he's LeBron James, I don't care for him. I'll never watch a basketball game again. But he's done some good things for the community. Both in Cleveland, in Florida, Miami, and in Los Angeles. He's a good he's he's a good guy. He may be misdirected, he may be uneducated about things, but he's a good guy. I don't know this hill. I don't know her I don't know her from Adam. I don't know who she is. conservatives just need to say this is not a battle to pick and it is being picked. It is being nailed. There are two things that they're bringing up right now that the right is bringing up. And I don't mean right conservatives and libertarian podcasts. They're bringing up the fact that one, the media is not even reporting it. And this is an exact same thing as all of the other sex scandals that are happening in the world from Clinton to whatever. Okay. Yes, the media is going to ignore this. But to be honest with you, I think the media can ignore this one. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. It really isn't that big of a deal. Okay, she had a, a private, consensual relationship with two other people. It, whatever. Get over it. The media shouldn't report it. It's not a big deal. She, I, As far as I'm concerned, she may have... She may have uh, committed an ethics violation, but she didn't commit a crime. Let's not compare her to Clinton, who actually raped people, who actually uses power to get a Hummer in the in the Oval Office. Let's not compare her to um, the guy in North Carolina. I, I don't know what his name is, who's being accused of rape. Let's not even compare her to JFK, who was banging hookers left and right while his wife is at home wondering what's going on. Let's not make those comparisons. And that's not a sexist thing or whatever. It's not because she's a woman or whatever. It's just she made a bad decision. Censure her. The ethics committee, this is not going anywhere. She may get censured, but I think even if she's convicted by the ethics committee, there's no removal from office. I don't even think there's a removal from her um, from her committee. I, I don't think this is that big of a deal. But the most egregious thing that I saw that the right did with this hill is they accused her of being a Nazi. Apparently, 
One and all of this is located on dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually go read these articles. And I love the Daily Wire. I'm a subscriber of the Daily Wire. I listen to their podcasts. But they're the ones that actually brought some of this up. And I'm just thinking, God, you know, that's so dumb. Don't do that. They brought up the fact that she had a tattoo on her hip in one that could only be seen on one of her nude photos that looked like an a Nazi iron cross. <sighs> There's a stretch. That's a stretch. It looked like a cheap Mickey Mouse tattoo. I would not say it's an iron cross. I don't know what it is. You can't see it. There's no real close-up on it. It could be a Christian cross. It could be whatever. I don't know what it is. Kind of looks like an iron cross. Do I think she's a Nazi? No. I really don't think she's a Nazi. So, I mean, but this is where the Republicans can kind of, or the the right, right of center, because uh, um, Daily Wire is more of a libertarian website than a conservative website. I think this is where we can just go overboard, and it's really not necessary. The right needs to pick their battles. This is not the battle to pick. The battle to pick is this whole Ukrainian thing after two years of Russia. And like I said, hey, after Ukraine falls through, it's going to be who gives a crap a stand. That's going to be the next country they're going to accuse something of. That's the war you need to fight. The war you need to fight is if a man mutilates his junk, he's still a man. He's not a woman. Because then we've got kids that are, are actually going to have their junk mutilated by their mothers. That's crap we need to fight. This is not a fight. We shouldn't bother with it. Well, I'm not going to get to my book review of White by Brett Easton Ellis. If you want to, there's the <laughs> there's the name of the book and the author. I'm going to talk about that probably separately. Uh, I might talk about it on Sunday. I don't know because I think my Sunday's podcast, which is our philosophical podcast, I think that's going to be a really heavy podcast. We talk about, um, we talk about uh, Homer, uh, we talk about Homer, we talk about Plato and Socrates, Aristotle, um, we talk about the Bible, St. Thomas Aquinas, the rise of Western civilization and Western philosophy, and the birth of the greatest nation in the history of the world and how it came to be. So it, it, I think it's going to be a real deep one. I may have to wait for the week after, which is really difficult because I'm on my third book this month and I'm already missing a book that is also going to be philosophical in nature. So I need to figure out how I'm going to present these. But I just wanted this last story is kind of a... Ugh, it's about time story. I was waiting for it. Um, it was getting close. And I thought for a moment the left forgot that there was an American, a favorite American tradition coming up. There just hasn't been that much bitching about insulting costumes or cultural appropriation and crap like that until now. Uh, a school district in Chicago has decided to cancel Halloween because it does not foster inclusivity. God. The Evanston Skokie School, District 65 in Chicago, suburb of Evanston, 
uh, Illinois made the following statement. Now follow me here, and I'm actually going to quote it. It's a kind of a long statement, but uh, and I'm going to interrupt myself as I go through it. Quote, as part of our school and district-wide commitment to equality, or I'm sorry, equity, we are focused on building community and creating inclusive, welcoming environments for all. While we recognize Halloween is a fun tradition for many, it is not a holiday that is celebrated by everyone for various reasons, and we want to honor that. First off, it's not a holiday. It is strictly a tradition. It is a pagan holiday. A pagan, none of the pagan religions actually exist anymore. It is a pagan holiday. It's meant for fun. And I'm not exactly sure how it is not inclusive. You mean to tell me someone, what, someone is going to prevent someone from wearing a Halloween costume? You don't even have to wear a mask, for Christ's sake. I continue, quote, We are also aware of the range of inequities that are embedded in Halloween celebrations that take place as part of the school day and the unintended negative impact that it can have on some students, families, and staff. Uh, they don't actually say what those inequities are, uh, probably because there are no inequities and they don't know what they are, but people bitch because they are wet towels. I'll continue, quote, As a result, we are moving away from Halloween celebrations that include costumes and similar traditions during the school day. We are confident our school communities will find new and engaging ways to build communities, uh, build community within their schools. Probably those new and engaging ways is to talk about climate change, how men can be women, all that other BS that is just not true. That's where their tradition is. Maybe we can just talk about cultural appropriation. We can talk about how the how uh, how all the other races are demonized and oppressed and victimized. I'm thinking that's probably what they're going to end up doing, but I digress. Let's continue. Quote, in District 65, we remain committed to equity and discontinuing current and past practices that are not in alignment with our goals, which is to push transsexualism, to push climate change, to push um, uh, all that other... B.S. I just talked about a second ago. Our schools are special, uh, quote, our schools are special because of the people who are part of them and our commitment to serving the educational needs of our students because they don't know about climate change and transsexualism and how that's normal. Maybe they're going to have a transsexual walk in or transvestite walk in and read a story to him. That'll be good. And then he can start grinding up on a kid, which has happened. Quote, many of our schools have already moved away from the traditional Halloween activities during the school day and have scheduled Halloween or other seasonal activities outside of the school day because there's nothing more offensive than bobbing for apples and getting candy. Other districts who are actually considering eliminating Halloween, not surprisingly, are from Massachusetts and California. Those districts are also weighing in what they're going to do, though they haven't made commitment to it. Do you know some? Do you notice something with the left? They're killjoys. They hate people having fun. They're trying to ban meat, which everyone loves a hamburger. They're trying to ban travel, 
And this started under Barack Obama. This isn't a new idea. The Green New Deal didn't come up with that idea. They're trying to ban cars. The right to protect yourself with a gun. They're trying to ban free speech. How about freedom of religion? Because religion, oh my God, the only God we can have is the government. If we believe in a God, which is why Marx got upset, if we believe in a God, then the government is fallible. They got to they gotta teach us that the government is infallible. Family values. Go out. Have sex. Get pregnant. Have an abortion. Don't listen to your parents. I'm telling you that's happening now left and right except for families that stick together. Nature and science. Men are win- women. Women can be men. Gender is fluid. Gender is a social construct. How about the climate change thing? Anybody who sits there and says, well, I'm not so sure that it's hot today because of climate change. It might just be weather. Oh, you're a denier. Hey, I am one of the first people that say, no, we don't have 8 billion people on the earth and think that we're not affecting the climate at all. I'm just not sure we're affecting it as much as in 12 years we're all going to die. That doesn't make me a denier. The elimination of individuality, of life. There's abortion, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and property, which is what the pursuit of happiness actually means. All in the name of diversity, identity, politics, and intersectionality. Here's the one hope to escape this utopian totalitarianism. It's a Star Wars quote, so it's kind of a cliche. That's all Star Wars had was cliches. Princess Leia said it to Grand Moff Tarkin right before the Death Star blew up Alderaan. I don't know if you remember it. The tighter your grip, the more systems will slip from your fingers. If the left continues on its path, it's going to make itself for a free country, more unattractive. And it will lose. We are a free people. And as people have their rights taken away, that free people is going to rebel. It's already beginning to happen. It's already beginning to happen. There are are a lot of Gen Zs who are conservative now. And we're not talking libertarian conservatives. They are right-wing or neocon conservatives. They're moving to the right because they don't like the fact that their freedoms are being taken away. It's really sad. And this is what's going to kill the left. And I truly, honestly believe it will kill the left. Let's just hope. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool. Visit my show notes at uh, www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube very soon. And I'm thinking it might start Sunday. We are actually going to put this on video. You can actually take a look at my ugly mug. And determine if I'm actually worth following. 
I hope you guys have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Thank you.